Hello, and welcome to your spiritual journey. Right now, your soul is speaking to you. I'm Jenny Israel, and I'm a medical intuitive, energy healer, spiritual activator, counselor, and teacher. It is my mission to help you learn the tools you need to heal your life and discover your deeper purpose. In each episode, I will allow spirit to speak through me, and we will explore energy forecasting, teach you how to raise your vibration for overall wellness, increase your emotional intelligence to open up joy in your life, and guide you into spiritual evolution using topics such as energy healing, emotion code, sacred geometry, numerology, tarot, crystals, channeling, and much more. Take a deep inhale, let it out, and listen to your soul speak to you. Hey everybody, welcome back to Soul Speak with Jenny Israel. I am very excited to launch the first of a new series that I'm going to be offering on my podcast as well as on my YouTube channel called Soul Tribe Saturdays. And the goal of the Soul Tribe Saturdays was to introduce other experts in the field of expansion and healing and transformation to give you all an opportunity to hear some new perspectives and to offer you some other healing resources inside of your journey. So the first person that we're going to be talking to today is Kelly Lynn Adams. And Kelly Lynn Adams is an executive level transformational mindset and embodiment coach who is local to our um, area. She's just outside of Manhattan in, um, in New Jersey. And Kelly Lynn and I have known each other for a decade, and I cannot even believe that. We are totally aging ourselves <laughs> inside of that. Um, but we met in IPEC in life coaching school, and we were guided together through a common uh, love for women's empowerment is what brought us together. And Kelly Lynn was a student of the Gabrielle Bernstein school before Gabby Bernstein was even really Gabby Bernstein. I mean, like, as everybody knows her now, she really wasn't that yet. She was just kind of breaking the surface. And I think her, her first book was just being published at that point. The, the, the ing, right. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Kelly Lynn was the first one to, to even tell me about Gabby Bernstein. I didn't even know who it was um, when we met. So she's been in the women's empowerment and the spiritual circles um, for a very long time. And we actually broke out of our, I would say in, in the more traditional workplace right around the same time, about going on two or three years ago. And so I wanted to bring Kelly Lynn on because of the fact that one of her new coaching strategies and the things that she's talking with her mastermind groups about is the power of play. And for those of you who've been listening to my IGTV and my podcast as of late, I've been talking a lot about sacral chakra healing and sacral clearing, which is the same as shadow work and inner child work. And so the sacral chakra is the area where we engage in pleasure and we engage in our desires. And at a very young age, and this is where the inner child work comes in, usually around the age of eight is when the sacral chakra begins to open and become really active. And at that time, what 
if we lived in a perfect world where we had parents that understood this and could teach us how to use our emotions as a navigational compass, we would be fully engaged in this clairsentience that opens at that age. And we would be able to navigate the entire range of emotions, negative and positive as we label them, to be able to access our full power, to be able to co-create our reality because we know what feels good and what doesn't feel good. And we were, we would also have been given permission from a very early age to fulfill our desires and to be okay with what we want and it, and be okay with feeling good. And so a lot of what ends up happening is that these emotions become disenfranchised and we lose our connection with our ability to feel pleasure and feel okay about that, to connect with our creativity, to connect with our sensuality and to connect with that source of power that really is where manifestation begins. And Kelly Lynn has made some really important connections between the ability to manifest abundance and tapping into this ability to play. And so we're going to let her tell her story and talk a little bit about what she's discovered inside of this new strategy. And especially she does work with men and women um, as an executive level coach, but we're going to talk about it too, um, especially from the path of a woman and her working with women because she's launching a mastermind class actually on Monday um, of this coming week that's going to deal directly with this. And you still have spots left in that class, Kelly? Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. You do? Okay. So there's going to be some more information we'll give you at the end of the podcast about that mastermind class and how to reach out to Kelly Lynn if you're interested. Um, But I'm going to hand the mic over to Kelly and let her tell her story. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Jenny. Um, It's such an honor to be on this. Like I, I am so happy for you and it's like been such a journey like to see each other grow and we've always stayed stayed connected like I feel when we were talking like last week we're like oh we we always thought about each other Mm -hmm. (laughs) I do I feel like I've never lost connection with you um so thank you so much for having me on podcast my pleasure yeah (laughs) and I love the work that you're doing yeah so my story I mean in a nutshell you know, I was the good girl, you know, (laughs) I was following all the rules, Uh, went to school and, you know, got on Wall Street. My, my dream was to like work in New York City and have this, you know, big career and be really successful. And, um, you know, from an ego point of view, I checked all the boxes, you know, I dated all the hottest guys, I drove, you know, the amazing luxury cars, I had the handbags, and I worked really hard for it. I was hustling so much um, to the point of, you know, exhaustion and burnout and landing in the hospital. And um, I say that I was like, for years, I was wearing all these different types of quote unquote masks, you know, Um, even though, you know, born and raised Jersey girl, like um, as real as they get. And um, still I was hiding, you know, and still, even now I'm still doing the the work, the trauma healing, the shadow work. I mean, it's like an onion, right? We peel back Mm -hmm. the layers of the onion. I say that all the time. um, (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it's never ending. And it's such a blessing because we get to learn more and more about 
ourselves and, and the unlearning actually that has to occur. Like you said, in childhood, you know, where, where this miracle, you know, uh, I have another program that I am facilitating called women work and worth. And my tagline for that is born a miracle taught and told you weren't. So in, 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 innately, right. We are, we are miracles. We are divine beings and, and no fault of anyone's. I mean, it's society, it's our teachers, it's the people that are surrounded, you know, that we surround ourselves with as we grow up. And so I was, yeah, I was wearing all these masks. I had the dream jobs in fashion. Um, I reported, you know, to amazing mentors, you know, still to this day. And I've got, you know, I've gotten to go to fashion shows and, you know, have clothing allowances that would blow your minds and, <laughs> you know, all of that. And also too, I was, um, forcing myself into a, a, a box, you know, like the, like how I looked and also like my worthiness was wrapped in like my productivity. Like the more I worked, the harder I worked, the more love I felt, you know, I was being seen, I was being heard, I was being acknowledged because of my work ethic. And so I lived that story for years. And there's still times where like, I find myself like really hustling to this day. And I'm like, Oh, Kelly. Okay. Kelly, like bring it back. Because over the years, you know, I wound up in the hospital. I wound up developing a few like chronic illnesses, which now, you know, I consider my a biggest blessing because they're like, to me, they're like my guiding, like warning signs. You know, if I'm working mm -hmm. too hard, my body tells me if I need sleep, my body, let, you know, lets me know. And so now, you know, just honestly, within this past year, I've really been digging deep, like with my coach and doing a lot of the, the trauma healing. And that's where this whole, the power of play came from because, you know, I wasn't having fun. People would be like, are you having fun? Are you, you know, are you dating? Like I put off dating in an, in, you know, to a certain degree. I, um, you know, I froze my eggs at one point, you know, I put my, you know, the whole romantic relationship on hold. I put a lot of having fun on hold. I put a lot of things on hold to, accomplish, you know, what I thought uh, success looked like. And, you know, until maybe two years ago, I was asked by my coach, like, what is your definition of success? And I was like, Oh, like, you know, the luxury, you know, the normal mm -hmm. or what we what we deem as normal or what society deems as successful. And, you know, I really had when that inquiry and that question was asked me, I'm like, wow, like, I don't want some of the things I thought I wanted, you know? And so, so really just this year, it's been stepping into more of like the play, the pleasure and like learning that play and pleasure and money and power all connected, yes. you know, energetically. So yeah, that's kind of how I really stepped into it. And, um, and then I started embodying it. Like I do the mindset work and I say it's, it's yes, it's mindset work a hundred percent. And it's also embodying it, like feeling in your body, feeling in your body and like really, um, really like experiencing it. You know, uh, my coach, you know, had me do some, an exercise called like joy alarms. So every day I set my phone uh, four or five times a day. And when that alarm goes off, I get to celebrate in a way that you know, it's like, you just won the lottery or you just, you know, you just signed out a new client or like, so I'm, you know, and sometimes it, 
like I forget and I'm in the middle of a client call and I'm like, oh my God, my alarm goes off and, and I, you know, I have to dance or I have to, you know, get up. So that, that's just like kind of one practice that I do to really get in my body. And it, it changes, like you're doing that four or five times throughout the day, it changes something in your mind. So really like you change the state of your body and the mind will follow. Um, so I've really been, uh, Deep, deepening my embodiment practice and, and feeling the pleasure for myself. You know, I recently did a, a dance video, like twerk, there's a little twerking going on. Like, and I was so nervous. Like, you know, I shared it on Facebook, the full video and it's on YouTube, like for the world to see. And, you know, there was such, even this is just a couple of weeks ago. Like there was a part of me where I'm like, um, I coach like executives and they're going to see me twerking on a basketball court. Like, <laughs> what does that mean? And to me, it's like, no, I have to share this because mm -hmm. it's authentic. It's, um, it's taking off, off the map mask. It's the revealing, right. Uh, that side of us, like everyone has a quirky, fun, uh, let go side and how many of us are not really tap, like truly tapping into that. And so, uh, yeah, so I published a video and I got so many comments and so many likes and, you know, and the thing is, is like, it's, you're not going to be for everyone. And that's what I had to also learn within these past like two years. It's like, there's eight, almost 8 billion people in the world. Right. And my coach said this to me too, you can serve, everyone can serve someone. And there's 200,000 people for every person on this earth, uh, for whatever you do and whoever you want to help that are just uniquely can hear your message. So um, yeah, like being okay and, and giving myself permission to be like, I'm not going to be for everyone. And I don't want to be for everyone. You know, I just want to be for the people that I can serve and, and help um, in the way that I can do it. Well, that's got to be important too. And coaching an executive level, you're talking about people that have crafted identities around not necessarily having to please everybody, but, you know, certainly having to be held responsible for many, many people, very high lines of profit, you know, th things like that, like very high levels of pressure that are all around performance and image and, and that level of identity. And it, you know, I think that this year of all years has taught us that, potentially the, there's another voice that's struggling to get out. And, you know, I think there's a big difference between this packaged identity that our culture kind of pushes us into of, like you were saying, the definition of success and what that looks like and that power and money and influence and, you know, and all of those things and position and status. And it's like, th that's what we're shown. It's like, that's the box that we have to live in. And that's the old definition of hustle right? Like so you're mm -hmm. talking about having to redefine your hustle and what that looks like. And 2020 was a massive breakdown of those old identities. And we've all been shoved down into that sacral chakra, that place where we've had to go backwards in time to figure out who were we in the beginning? You know, like when we were standing up in, in our kindergarten graduation and they said, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, like, who is that kid? What happened to that kid? And that, you know, at that point we understood that, you know, the, the value in, in one best friend, you know, and that we could be ourselves with that one best friend and that we could play and we could pretend and we could use our imagination and, 
And suddenly somewhere along the line that disappeared inside of these, you know, these social structures, these cultural structures. And we've had the gift of our world being completely reorganized and restructured this year and us having to go inside and start to do this work. So how are you approaching these executives that, I mean, everybody's in the same boat, everybody's breaking down these old structures and there's so much responsibility and, and so much life built into these identities. How are you finding these, these coaching patterns going with trying to get these people to break down their days and schedule in play and pleasure? Yeah, it's a great question. So yesterday, literally I had three clients and each of the, now they don't know each other, you know, all from like different, you know, different companies. And they all were, the theme was stress over like overlying. And, you know, one of the clients, he, he was like, you know, I feel like I can't be transparent, high level guy, high level guy. Like, he's like, I just wanted like transparency and being authentic is like, that is it's, it's like screaming. Like, that's what he said. It's like screaming. He was like, it was like screaming from his body to be transparent. And, um, in the, you know, and he has a large, you know, team organization and there was a lot of, um, jealousy and envy and hiding things right from the board and all of that. And he was not playing. He says I work between like 12 and like 15 hour days and, then he's exhausted. He has no time for his family, you know, his wife and his kids. And so, you know, we really, I really kind of discussed with him, like, what does play look like? You know, it reminded me like years ago and I was like, oh, I don't play. And he, and he did it, you know, he's so consumed with overworking and not feeling like he can be himself and not being um, able to speak his truth. Like that was the, the whole thing. Um, and then another woman yesterday, Again, she, you know, working for a passive aggressive, you know, boss, uh, female boss. And um, again, she was misunderstood. The female boss was, you know, took it out and, and lashed at her saying, I'm very disappointed in you and all of this. And again, you know, this woman wasn't allowing herself to play because she always has to watch her back, right, from her this, this toxic environment, toxic um, boss. So in, in I think... It, in, and I can't speak to all companies, you know, but because some companies are doing really well in COVID and some of them are not, right? The pressure is on. And like you said, Jenny, it's, it's so important to um, get back to like ground zero. And I think mm -hmm. this is a chance, no matter, because our external circumstances are going to always be changing. COVID, no COVID, uh, election, no election. And yes, the volume and the heat gets turned up and it gets turned down. And in those moments, like, and I don't like the word balance, it's we have to find our like North star, you know, mm -hmm. like our grounding point of what, what makes us happy? What makes us satisfied? Um, you know, I had a mentor that she asked me, cause when I was just starting this play journey, you know, what are you, what are you gonna do for play this week? And I'm um, like, I'm not really sure. And I had a report back to her and um, I told her, you know, I took it one Sunday and I basically binged on, you know, the masterclass series, like those, um, those educational videos, it's called masterclass. And they have all these different experts, like teaching how to cook or write or 
public speaking or whatever. And so I told her, you know, I, um, I binged on Sunday, I had such a good time. It was so fun. I binged on like this masterclass series. And she's like, that doesn't sound like fun. Like you're still <laughs> learning. And I'm like, and then I was like, wait a minute. Right. Because I like to tell people too, it's like, where are we judging our fun? Right. Mm -hmm. For some people, it may like for the, the client I had yesterday, like maybe his ideal fun is just like vegging out, right? And learning something that is in his his wheelhouse, right? Maybe he likes, I don't know, learning about Smurfs. I'm just making this up, but like <laughs> that's his, right? That's his play, that's his fun. So yes, it can be, the, the embodiment can look some, can look like something different for everybody. And, and that's why there's like really no judgment on play. And I like to tell people like, what do you do for play? How do you play? If you don't remember how you played, how did you play when you were a kid? Like try those things out first and they may not, you know, resonate. Mm -hmm. And then like, bring it back to like, what would you want to do? Like what's, what's pulling at your heart? Like maybe it's going, going to a farm and petting animals, you know, like it could be the craziest stuff. And we all have these like weird intricacies and I think it's okay. Like there's no judgment in play. And I think it's getting back to like finding our North star and really like, what is going to bring you joy in this moment? And it can be in a moment by moment basis, or it can be, be on a daily or weekly basis. And it's kind of like having a money date, you know, a finance date. It's like having a play date for yourself. Mm -hmm. I, I, there's a lot of, of what you're saying that I coach my own clients through inside of trying to figure out how to restructure their identity without throwing the baby out with the bathwater. It's like what, who you are and everything that you've done has gotten you to this point. Right. So you can look back and you can still assess all of these gifts that you have that you you've made it, you know, like you've gotten to this point. You can acknowledge those things and and celebrate yourself inside of that. And then also being very real and truthful with yourself of like, OK, these are the things I really do like about myself and that I value about who I am, but these are the things that really aren't working for me anymore. And knowing mm -hmm. yourself, like really knowing yourself and, and not judging that, you know, I, my, you know, obviously inside of my coaching, it's like, okay, well, how do I get spiritually centered? Okay. Well, that's, that's a complex question because what kind of person are you? You know, I always use myself as an example. Like I know myself, I know I am a type A. I know that mm -hmm. I am a person in movement and a person in action. So, you know, people automatically assume because of the kind of work that I'm in that I must be a yogi and I must sit in meditation 45 minutes every day. And I must, I don't do, I don't do those things because they don't work for me. And I don't judge myself on that. I'm an active meditator. I will listen to my guided meditations when I'm out on my walk you know, I do my channeling while I'm driving in the car and talking on Marco Polo or, you know, like there, there's these different things that happen for different people based on different aspects of your personality. Now, yes, you, you, as you're growing, you have to push yourself into spaces that are a little uncomfortable in order to grow and try new things. But I love what you're saying about like, you know, we're, we're trying to break into something to bring us pleasure. So you know, we're just setting new expectations for ourselves that eventually we're going to fail at, you know, it's like, let's move ourselves into the same self-sabotage patterns in another area of our lives. Right. So, and giving yourself the opportunity to succeed 
in trying this new thing that's supposed to feel good by really being authentic about the identity that you're in right now and saying, this is okay. You know, no, this isn't working for me right now, but this is what I know. And this is how I can function. And this is, this is how I set my first step to success and lots of little successes and lots of little steps bring us to change before we even realize it. We look back and we're like, Oh my God, how did I get here? Um, and so I love that. I love the, that big point of, because God, all of our stress is internal. It's like what you were saying is like, you have all these clients saying like my common factor here is stress. And it's because we're judging ourselves on everything that we do. We're hypercritical of everything that we do. It's the expectations we've set for ourselves far surpass any expectation that is coming from the outside in. A hundred percent. And I have a client where that's all she does, right? Is self internalize and put these expectations on herself. Call it perfectionism, call it type A, but the, the bar is set so high that it's like it, you're setting yourself up for failure. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when you're, you're, and then when you internalize it, then it's like, okay, and then it affects you physically, you know, like emotional, the body and the mind are so connected. And um, so how can we get out of that, you know, or how can we just even like 1% better, feel better, mm-hmm. you know, or, or lessen the chatter in our heads and what we're, ta- what we're telling and, and talking to ourselves about. You know, when I did that dance video, it's so um, interesting because I knew like my gut, it was a soul yes. And I knew I wanted to do it. And I, I was like, yes, it's gonna be so fun. And we practiced for weeks, you know, obviously virtually. And the, the day, like two days before, I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, and the night before I couldn't sleep. Cause I'm like, I'm just, I'm not going to go. <laughs> like I was talking. My, so that's how loud our ego is. That's how loud our old identity can hold us back. When I literally like, I got asked to be in the video. I practiced for weeks, um, spent time, you know, attention on it. And, you know, I had to, you know, buy a little outfit, you know, whatever. And I was ready to go. And like the night before, I'm like, I am not twerking on a basketball court. Like, this is crazy. Like, no. But then my soul was like, like pulling me like, Kelly, like, what if you don't do that? Would the cost of not doing that, would that bring you regret? You know, would that be something that you regret? And would that, what would that cost you? And obviously it cost me my peace of mind the night before because I couldn't sleep. And I was like thinking about it. I was doing like pro and con lists in my head. And I was like, you know what? Like I, the regret of me not doing it is larger, you know, than me doing it. So I was like, screw it. And sometimes we just have to, you know, listen to our soul. And if it's a soul, yes, like just go for it. And like, be like, whatever is going to happen is going to happen. And then I am so glad I did it. Like after when it was all done, I was like, I am so glad I did that. Cause I would regret if I didn't, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like listening to that soul. Yes. Even though if you're not hundred percent on board with yourself, if it's pulling you and tugging at you. And the question is, will I regret this more if I don't do it, you know, or, you know, the, the question of if today was my last day on earth, like how would I proceed? And it's such a powerful question. The, what I'd like you to, to leave with the audience today, because I'm sure that like, as we're talking about this, we have a bunch of people saying like, 
okay, I've got a lot of things on the table right now that I could, I could apply these philosophies to, but I don't know what to do to get started. Like there's so many things that I could say of like, if it were my last day on earth and to ask myself that very powerful question, it's like, oh my God, I might quit, quit my job tomorrow. I might, I might leave my spouse. I might move to another country. I might, you know, and so these are, these are very real things that pop up inside the body that, that basically give us this new direction of like, okay, am I really in my true North or is there something else? Mm -hmm. And sometimes that can be so overwhelming and so outlandish that we just instantly shut ourselves down and say, no, I'm not going to do that. And so without giving everything away inside of your mastermind class, that's getting ready to start, you know, with the power of play, you know, what do you leave people at least with like the first step to be able to take, to move in this direction of starting to remember this person um, that is still in there that, you know, started out as just some eight-year-old kid playing in the dirt. Yeah. So (laughs) first of all, it's like, one is congratulations because when your mind goes there and thinking, oh, should I leave my spouse? Should I quit my job? Like, like that's great. Like that thinking is like welcomed because as kids, right? You look at a kid that plays with a cardboard box and they're having the best time of their life. And it's like, okay. It's like, it's like, yes. Like bringing up like all that because it's, it's just like, you know, revealing what needs to be shown, right? And what needs to be healed. And um, I think it's like celebrating yourself for even having those thoughts, right? Um, feelings are not facts that, you know, and thoughts are not, you know, the, the end all be all. So I think it's like celebrating yourself, giving yourself permission to feel what you're feeling. I think that's so important, like honor where you're at. Like if you're stressed out, feel it. You know, if you are angry, feel it. Cause a lot of us don't feel our feelings. Um, mm-hmm. We eat over it. We have sex over it. We shop over it. We do all these things over it. So I think the first step is like acknowledging where you are. And like you said in the beginning, Jenny, like everything that whoever's listening, everything that you are, that, that has gotten you up to this point now is perfect right? Mm -hmm. It was, it was divinely guided in your life. You've overcome so many things and it's like being thankful for all the struggles, the obstacles, you know, where you're at even now. And because nothing's perfect and we're all like whole complete and we are perfection and we're still work in progress. So the first step I think is acknowledgement and celebration of like where you are right now, no judgment, because a lot of times, me, myself, and I included, I should on myself of, I should be here by now. I should be doing this by now. You know, a lot of shooting on ourselves. And um, when we do that, it's, it's right. It's, it's the whole, like, it's trying to fit into that ego, like mm-hmm. identity box again, so not shooting on ourselves. Um, and then like, how do we tap into like, what's the first step? Like, how do we tap into um, the play? It's, you know, it's just being curious and just being like, what would feel good to me like right in this moment or what can shift me? Um, in coaching, they teach, I guess, all these different, you know, we learned like energy leadership mm-hmm. and all of that. But if you think of, and I forget, like, I don't, someone came up with this, not myself, um, but a ladder, right? The ladder of consciousness say, and, um, you know, it's it's like, are you in, are you angry? Are you in victim mode? And then it like the steps of the ladder keep going up to all the way to like love, joy, 
you know? And so we don't want to like, you know, we can't catapult up to the, the ladder if we're in victim and struggling mode and then like feel joy and love. And yes, like say we're having a crappy day and then we see a baby that we love. Yes, that way, you know, and, and that could be a hit of love and joy. However, it's like all we need to focus on and all you need to focus on is just getting to that next like ring in the ladder. And I know Abraham Hicks like talks about this mm-hmm. is like, what's the next best thing that can make you feel good, you know, like tap in, like when you were a child and a lot of people don't feel safe to play because when they played, when they were kids, and this is where, you know, we dive into more of the trauma and the shadow work, right? I have a client that she said she didn't feel safe um, when she played when she was younger because, you know, she had a lot of things happen to her at a young age. And so sometimes that gets taken from us, you know, that gets stripped from us. And, you know, there's a lot of deeper work involved in that. However, it's like, where can you just feel safe, you know, to play? Like, what would make you feel safe? What would make you feel free? What would make you feel um, just happy, you know, in the moment? And it, it doesn't have to be a huge celebration. And it can be, you know, and it can be radical. You know, it could be taking uh, off a weekend and going for a road trip, you know, unplanned. So I would say whatever, because it's, it's going to be different for everybody, you know, what play looks like for them. So I would just say, you know, where, what can make you feel 1% better and where can you just lean in just a little bit more into feeling better and feeling good and feeling free and, and feeling that way, like a child would, you know, when they're free and they're playing with the cardboard box or they're having the time of their life, you know, and that's what we want to start to tap into. And sometimes this can be a discovery phase. Like for me, you know, I was discovering different things that I really enjoyed and different, and it's a relearning, you know, Mm -hmm. of of things, unlearning and relearning at the same time. Yeah. I I think that that answers your question, but I would just recommend and invite people. I think that that. that's, I I think it's great. I, I think that the, the, the introduction to the fact that it's okay, if you don't know what fun means for you anymore, you know, that learning and that discovery process, I think a lot of us would have to start there because we've gotten so entrenched in the adulting, you know, the, the adult world or the parenting or the, you know, the teaching or whatever that looks like that we've kind of, we've lost that somewhere in, in the journey and having to rediscover based on where we're at in our lives right now, what fun might look like or what feeling good might look like. And, you know, like for me, it is literally sitting in a quiet room with no TV, no music on, just sitting there and looking out the window. And my husband thinks that I'm nuts because he's like, why are you just sitting here in silence? Like, because it's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Do you hear that? No, (laughs) because there's nothing because it's quiet. (laughs) You know, like I I hear myself talk all day long and then I have two kids, you know, like being able to sit in a quiet room is so fulfilling to me. And so trying to figure that out, that learning process of, you know, just sitting down and having a brainstorming session with yourself, like what would feel good right now? Like, do I even know what that looks like? And, you know, I think it's really important too, that you talk about the feeling aspect of this, of really feeling the feelings that are coming up around this whole issue, because 
this is also a sacral issue, right? We look at the, our, our emotions and that emotional energy are, is born out of our sacral chakra. And then what do we do to cover that up? We create addiction. So addiction also those addiction vibrations live inside the sacral chakra. And so, you know, it's like, like you were saying, eating our feelings, having sex over our feelings, shopping, our feelings, like whatever those things are, um, working harder, let's get busier. Let me do more. Let me increase my hustle. So I don't have to look at what's going on in my life right now, you know? And so it could be just stillness, you know, those, those little, that, that time of discovery and thinking and brainstorming. So I think that, you know, you, you answered the question perfectly, um, because we all need to kind of start in square one. And if you're an advanced player, then good for you, then you need to get on here and teach the rest of us how to play. But I, you know, I wanted to give Kelly Lynn also the opportunity to um, just give everybody some resources of where uh, you all can find her and the structure of work that she does. Um, so if you could let us know how do how do people find you, and then as far as anybody who might be interested in joining up inside of the new masterclass that's starting this coming week, how they might go about doing that. Yeah. So um, before I get into that, I want to say one, one other thing too, like for those advanced people, right. That have been playing and, and are in kind of like an advanced, you know, stage, you know, a really powerful question is what is your future self or your identity? Like, who do you want to become? Um, because we're always evolving and, you know, some of us have this ultimate person that we want to become, but it's like, when you think of yourself and your identity, like the vision of yourself, who is that person? You know, how would they dress? How would they speak? Um, a really cool guided meditation that one of my coaches brought me through is, um, you know, going, thinking there, there's a teepee in the middle of the desert, right? And walking into the, as you're walking into the desert, into your teepee, your, your identity and the version of yourself that you see, the highest version of yourself is like sitting in the teepee, right? And how are they dressed? How are they standing or sitting? How, how is their energy? What have they accomplished in their, their life, right? So, and that'll change, you know, that can change every 90 days. It could change every couple of weeks. And so that's, um, that's a really great uh, like visualization that you can always go back to like that higher version of yourself that you are, I don't like the word striving, but that you're like the unbecoming of, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, I always go back to that place of, okay, like, who is she? Like, how does she serve people? Who is she in the world, right? And this is, you don't have to do this. This is more of like an advanced like technique. And you can, you can try it on and, and see how you feel when you do it. And I think that brings me joy and ease and groundedness too, because it's like, it's like, oh, what am I going to envision? Like, how do I see her today? You know? Mm -hmm. So I think it's that whole visualization part is, is key too. And at the same time, we don't want a future trip, but it's nice sometimes to go to that place. So yeah, people can find me at kellylynnadams.com. That's the main source, like all I'm on social media, all my social media outlets are there. And then the power of play, 
Uh, we officially start December 1st. Uh, so we have a masterclass coming up on Monday, uh, November 23rd. And in that masterclass, I'm doing a lot of teaching. Like it's basically the framework of the program. So if people want to hear more, they can join the masterclass or they can reach out to me. You know, I'm always happy to jump on a phone call or, um, you know, you can slide into my DMs or my emails and, uh, you know, we can talk more about it. But it's going to be really powerful. It's for, it's for women only. Uh, so sorry, any guys listening. <laughs> and uh, I may do something for guys in the future, maybe do a co-ed thing. I don't know. Never say never. Uh, but this is more uh, really deep for women and, um, you know, all about living into your vision, taking off your masks, um, a lot of the mindset work, like letting go of the mind trash, like taking it out. Uh, and then like, uh, the identity, like, who are you now? What are you strong in? What are your strengths? Um, I just learned like different strengths, you know, on a spiritual and uh, logistical level and analytical level, like a few weeks ago about myself. And I've been doing this work, right, Jenny, like for years. And you just always, you, you never know. And you always know, like, what's uncovering what wants to reveal itself now. So we do a lot of that. So there's three components. It's a, it's a 90 day program. It's three months. So it's, um, it goes until February. So it starts in December, goes till February. And then, yeah, I'm really excited. I, we had a blast, uh, our last masterclass, uh, promoting this. We had international people joining, um, you know, domestic, it was really fun. And, uh, even if you just come to the masterclass and learn something and don't join the program, you'll be served either way, either way you go. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I do encourage everybody um, to at least go check out Kelly Lynn's website or find her on Instagram. She's amazing at putting out um, content all the time. She has her own podcast called um, Perfectly Imperfect. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you can go find her there. Um, she has an IGTV series called In Her Shoes, where she gets some pretty high profile um, successful women on uh, to to talk and chat and, and do interviews. Um, so there's lots of amazing content that she's putting out on a daily basis. And then you can reach out to her directly if you have questions about the class. Um, but Kelly Lynn, thank you so much. It just makes my heart so happy to have been able to reconnect after all these years, even though I don't really feel like we ever fully disconnected. We started way back in the day. Uh, we started a, a company called Make It Happen Girl. And it, you know, over the years, it, it's just kind of sat there on Facebook and there's almost, a, there's over a thousand members, I think in there now. So who knows? Um, like you said, never say never. Right. And you, you may see us pop in there again, mm -hmm. but thank you so much for coming and doing the first, uh, soul tribe Saturday, um, with me here on soul speak with Jenny Israel. Um, so much love to you and lots of, lots of blessings and light around your projects and the people that you're working with and for your own journey and your own health. And, um, I just really appreciate you spending the, the time with us here today. Oh, thank you so much, Jenny. You're like, you're, you're such an angel in my life. Seriously. Thank you for this opportunity. I'm so excited for you and this podcast and everything that you're putting out in the world, it's going to be healing so many people on even a bigger scale. So very well, thank you. Thank I'm you excited so as well. Well, thanks everybody again for tuning in to soul speak with Jenny Israel. Thanks again to Kelly Lynn Adams. And as always until next, next time, blessings and light to all.
Thank you for tuning in and listening to Soul Speak. I'm Jenny Israel, medical intuitive, energy healer, spiritual activator, counselor, and teacher. You can learn more by following me on Facebook or Instagram at Jenny Israel CPC. That's Jenny Israel and then the letter CPC. If you would like to receive more messages from Spirit directly to your mailbox, visit JennyIsrael.com, scroll down to the bottom, and subscribe to my newsletter. You can also contact me through my website or social media to set up a one-on-one session or to check out my upcoming spiritual development classes. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please help support my show by giving it a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Spirit and I will speak to you again soon. Blessings and light to all.